0: said you also need to have time for yourself because if not you're just going to run yourself into a wall like you need to be able to go out with friends and have a good time and like but then there's also nights where you're sitting in your room alone in the dark till two in the morning three in the morning working on yourself working on your business working on your website your instagram whatever it is and that's the time that nobody sees but you know in the back of your head that that's what you did and that's what you need to do to grow
1: I needed to like do things that I actually liked and like going on this trip really gave me the opportunity and like the time to prioritize just like me and like just growing as a person. I feel like I couldn't do that. And so I'm super excited to talk to you because like, um, and we'll just get, we'll just get started on this. This is Mike Smith, CEO, founder of Tita Fit, once titanium fitness. Oh my God. It's nuts. We have so much to talk about there. Welcome back to your Joyage. I'm Cage your God. I'll be replacing the West Sideway for now, giving you a break from the constant term monologue that is the human mind. I want to say first, thanks for listening and viewing. I want to reply from you own. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button, drop a like in this video so other people can find The Voyage. Please hit the subscribe button, guys. Uh, turn post notifications on and follow Joyage Podcast at Joyage Podcast on TikTok, Instagram. So he started, he started Titanium a few years ago. I was one of the first, um, like, people like athlete people or whatever do you want to talk about like when when you you first started like how you started to find people
0: yeah for sure so no i appreciate you having me on here man i love everything you're doing so far it seems like it's blowing up successful so very happy and proud of you for that um and again thanks for having me on here what you're doing you know driving around the country is (laughs) far beyond what i could ever do so kudos to you there but yeah so i started basically to give you kind of you know the long-term rundown on, on how i started everything in business was I started a clothing brand called Titanium Fitness back in November of 2016. So I think we're going on about five years now. And we pretty much just started as, you know, Instagram. We started with zero followers like most people (laughs) do and started, uh, you know, with T-shirts and hoodies and tank tops. And my goal is to build this like whole community full of people pretty much around the U.S. to share similar goals and values primarily revolved around the fitness space. So living a healthy lifestyle, promoting you know, positivity and having a healthy lifestyle while wearing cool, unique clothing. And Cade was one of our first ambassadors that we ever had. And that's pretty much how we grew our entire brand. Um, even starting, I want to say from like day one, my goal is, like I said, to build this community of people. So we created an ambassador program where people would join the team. We had a Facebook program back then. I think we had a Snapchat, a group chat. And yeah, I mean, what? I, I guess my thing is like, what was your experience with it? You joined, you were Probably within the first, if not top ten, top twenty people to ever join the team, um, and kind of just see what we had going on. Dude, that is that is nuts.
1: Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I haven't. I mean, I've I've kind of gotten out of the fitness industry like almost entirely now. I still work out, but like I just I've, I've kind of just moved on there. But I would like to. I would definitely like to do some clouds with you, honestly, and do some. I still have like one of um one of the. I think it's an OG shirt it's a I mean I still have like one of the OG OG shirts somewhere in like a closet in my parents house or something uh, because I grew out of it it's too small now but I have a shirt it's a red titanium cutoff, and uh I still wear it it's like one of my three gym shirts that I own and I fucking love it it's like perfectly fitted I love everything about it um but uh yeah when I first started it was like that was that was 2016 so that was that was the year I quit playing college soccer, I think, or maybe I was playing college soccer at the time. And I, you know. I'm sure you like took some inspiration from like Gymshark and like some like Alpha Alphalete, some of those like established companies at the start, they were doing those ambassador programs. And I remember seeing those being like, fuck dude, that's so cool. And so when you reached, I think it was like you reached out over Instagram or something, I was like buzzing. I was like, holy shit, like a, a fittest company. Like they're going to, like, I just like, I got a code and like all this shit. And, uh, and like your stuff was good. Like that was the main thing. I was like really worried that it was going to be just like shit. And bro, like those first, that first round of shirts, fire. Like, f- like fire. So, like, fitted were perfect. Like, it was, like, perfectly tapered. And I remember I was just pumped. Like, that was the main thing. I was pumped by you. You were, like, going after it. And I had never met someone at that point in my life who was just, like, driven as fuck. And so, I really, really liked you. You were so nice. Um, your fuck your w- your website was good. Your uh, your clothes was good. That was, like, a big thing. You can't, if your product sucks, then, like, doesn't matter how good you are at selling anything. So, I just loved it. I loved how it felt, it still felt small. It felt like genuine and authentic. And I was like, well, this is the beginning. I'm kind of glad I'm here at the beginning rather than like popping on the train, like after it blows up kind of thing. And yeah, I just knew you were going to go somewhere. I was like, there's no way this guy's just going to give up. He's just, doesn't seem like he's like that. So that's, that's really all it was.
0: That was something back then too. It's because like the, re- the reason I wanted to get into space, like you said, is because I seen the Alphalete and the Gymshark and actually Live Fit was a big one too out of California. And if you think about it, there really wasn't clothing brands like there are today. Like it was basically those three, of course you have like, you know, Nike and Adidas, but they didn't really have the ambassadors and affiliate programs like a lot of the startups did. But even back then, like awfully they were not big at all. Like they were still kind of small 5, 6 years ago. Like even 7 years ago like they were pretty much just starting in the space and look at them now. They're absolutely massive. Um and we can talk about it in a little bit, but we ended up taking like a slightly different route about 3 years ago, so we got away from doing the titanium fitness just for, you know, various reasons. But yeah, I mean, when I first started it, like I said, it was to grow this awesome community and that was the start for me. Like I was still going to college at the time. So I was studying business and marketing and playing college soccer. So I think you and I kind of aligned in that way too. And you know, it was one of those things where like, I always knew that I wanted to build a brand for myself. I didn't know what it was going to be in. So I found out that my passion was lifting and working out and, and pretty much just talking to people. And that's how we created the brand, and and that's what happened in 2016, and we just kind of evolved from there.
1: Yeah, it was so nuts because it so it started as a fitness brand, it grew. Like I remember you, I don't know if you ever did a meetup, but I remember you were talking about that.
0: It yeah, we clocked. did. We had well, I went to the Arnold Sports Festival like two years, and I actually was gonna get a booth till I found out there they were like ten thousand dollars, and I was like, eh, it's a little steep. <laughs> we were, like I was pretty close to pulling the trigger on it just to like build the community and like invest in the brand and all that. And we'd have everybody there and have a booth where we could sell the products and really grow our following and get emails and all the good marketing stuff. But it just got to the point where $10,000 was a lot of money back then. And, and it still is a lot of money. And I don't know, we still went down there with probably a crew. I don't know. Did you ever go to the Arnold sports fest? And- I tried.
1: I tried. I forget what, there was something that stopped me. I don't know if it was a schedule conflict, but I remember like being so excited to go. And then for some reason I, could, I couldn't end up going. Cause I was really, really excited to meet you guys.
0: Yeah. It was incredible. I mean, even just the people that we met up with, like I met so many, it, it, You know, putting a face to a name that you see on Instagram, a handle, and you see them in person and talk to them and like hear their story and their journey. Everybody like started somewhere. And most people, I think, in the fitness space just started as like ordinary, average people and they like better themselves and they joined our community or another community and just seeing everybody in person was phenomenal. So we did that probably two or three years. I did some local pop up shops, things like that. But primarily, we just grew a following just on social media, just outreach on Instagram, essentially.
1: Yeah, I want to talk to you about that because that's something we were just, I mean, you know, 10 minutes before we started recording, we were talking about just brand building and like how, so like when, when you were a kid, when you were like 10, 12, 13, were you doing these things? Because when I talked to George, who was also a fitness dude, he's like super entrepreneurial. He was like, bro, when I was like in first grade, I was flipping stuff.
0: Yeah, I think, um, so I originally wanted to go into the medical field. And I was going to go be the anesthesiologist because I saw they okay. made three hundred <laughs> grand a year. And I'm like, oh, man, that sounds awesome, right? Helping people along the way, that's always been a goal of mine. Um, but I actually, I, I want to say it was like my junior year of high school. I had a class, you know, marketing, and then there was an entrepreneurship class. And we went down to Tennessee, and we did, you know, this huge trade show. And I was the CEO of the class, and and we got to sell product, like virtual products. And that's kind of what started it all for me. It's like, hey, like, this is actually legit. Like, this is my passion. Like the medical field is great. I love everybody in the medical field like they're the ones that are going to be saving me when I'm going to eventually be dying and like but at the end of the day it's like marketing, business, money, entrepreneur like that's my passion. So yeah. I think even from I would say junior year of high school onward is really when I started to dive into the whole entrepreneurial space flipping stuff. I used to go to garage sales and sell sporting equipment and sell it to, you know, a store that I used to work to um and just like going down I remember going down to Georgia and I went to, you, you've seen like those little mineral shops yeah. where you can like go and get like bracelets. So I bought, you know, we'll say 20 or 30 bracelets for a dollar, $2 and came back and sold it to everybody in my high school for like 10, $20. Like that was always my mind. It's like, what can I flip to make money? Like what, what can I do to hustle? And that's where it started. I would say.
1: So were you, um, was there any, that's the word I'm looking for. Was there any influences? that caused you to think that way? I've never thought that way until George told me about flipping a year ago and I just learned about it.
0: I mean, YouTube obviously is big, you know I mean? Obviously, you know, besides my parents and grandparents and everybody in my internal life, in my small circle, but um, just seeing people on Instagram, you know, even like we keep talking about, but six, seven years ago, Instagram was a very different place. Like you didn't have advertising like you do now. You didn't have marketing like you do now. You didn't have even affiliate programs like you do now. And I think just seeing people at an early stage so far along and so advanced five, six years ago, seven years ago, when I first started, I mean, I hated social media, to be completely honest with you, seven, eight years ago. I absolutely hated it. I was still, what was I, in in high school, going into college, and just I did not like the fact of everybody, like, putting all their life out there and everything on social media until I realized you can use that as a tool to leverage yourself, leverage your business, and leverage your goals on what you're going to do. So. I think once I started getting really into the social media thing and like connecting with people and networking and seeing, you know, your network is your net worth. So I realized that at kind of a young age, you know, junior year in high school, senior year. And, and I was like, you know what, like if I could go on here and like meet different people, like how can this person help me get to where I want to be and vice versa? How can I help somebody else get to where they want to be? And that's what, I think that's what started everything for me back on Instagram, growing even my personal brand.
1: Damn, dude. Yeah. Instagram was Oh my God. It was so different. Like it was, I'm so worried what this next generation is going to be like or where they're going to get their self-esteem from because God, it's a fucking, it's a crazy place out there on the internet, bro.
0: Yeah. And and like I said, I I never wanted to do it, but it was, it was for business reasons only. And if I never did it, I mean, I, I wouldn't even be where I am today. I've learned so much from Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and social media as a whole. Like if I never grew my personal brand, titanium or Tidefit, neither of them would have ever grown at all. Just because, and I tell everybody this, anybody going into business, like people don't buy clothing because they just want to, they see a cool shirt and they want to buy it. People buy clothing because of a meaning, a message or a person behind the brand. And in all honesty, like people bought titanium clothing because of me and because of what I did and what I built. It wasn't just because they liked the way a shirt looked. Of course, you'll have, you know, people here and there. But it was because of the community and the people that we had involved. That's why people, you know, bought into the brand and yeah. bought the clothing.
1: Well, I mean, you want to feel like you're a part of something. And I and I always thought that I didn't. But especially now when I got into the NFT space, I realized, I was like, fuck, dude, I would love to be one of those guys who has a bored ape Twitter profile picture, but I can't because I don't have one. And I realized, like, fuck, dude, like, it is kind of nice to identify, especially after high school, after college, you lose, you, like, you, I mean, that's what right when we're, like, at our most, like, formative years, we're trying to figure out who we are. And you lose all of that. And people are like, fuck, like, what do I do? And so, you know, that's why people like jump into like Orange Theory Fitness and they become like an Orange Theory person or they hop into like some like whatever uh, thing. And like right now it's all internet based. It's all like gaming. It's all like whatever you're trying to be a part of. But talk to me about your experience because with, um, not rebranding, but like, how did you work your way through and like network your way through from the beginning was it just DMing people? Like, was it just that, and then you just constantly just posting, posting, posting? Or,
0: yeah. So I mean, I, when we started Titanium, I mean, I had no idea what to do on social media. I had no idea how to grow a following. All I knew is that I wanted to create cool clothing and I wanted to have more people join our team. So we started. I worked with a couple of different marketing companies, like you know, paid a couple hundred bucks a month, and they would help us grow. And it got to the point where I'm like, if I'm really want to dive into this, like I need to show my face more, face more, and I need to show like me behind the scenes and what I'm doing and how I'm growing the brand, not just the final product, because I think people really buy into, like we just talked about buy into the person behind the brand and how they're starting it. So we would literally follow like a hundred to 200 people a day. And same thing. I would message like a hundred to 200 people a day. Like, Hey, this is our brand. I'm Mike Smith. Like, here's my clothing brand. We'd love to have you join our team. We'd love to have you join our movement. And I mean, flash, you know, two years later, we were still doing that. So just at a bigger scale, I mean, that's really the way that we grew. I never ran a single ad. I never spent what? any money on advertising. It was all organic traffic, which was huge. But nowadays you can't do that because yeah. Instagram was so different. It's so different. I mean, we would have, I think our story views at one time got up to like five, 6,000 story views, which
1: I mean, what was- are you serious?
0: Goddamn. Yeah, and- but then, but now it's like, now I'm lucky. I'm so lucky if we hit 500 and like, yeah. that's lucky. And it's just, and we've got three times the followers now. It's just Instagram has really, their algorithm has changed so much. It's they fine. really are trying to, you know, decentralize the organic growth. They want everything to be paid. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. So it's very hard right now to grow a brand if you didn't start a couple years ago. Not saying it's impossible. I just think it's a lot harder without using paid advertising.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, something I've learned within the last, I guess, like, most of the shit I've learned in the, within the last couple of years when I started, like, taking some chances. You know, for so long, I was just... I would think I'm taking chances, but I wasn't. I was being a pussy. I, I would think about it and I would want to do these things. But like when I look at the difference between someone like you who actually started a business and just like moved forward with it and someone who didn't, I was like, bro, it's, it's literally just the work. Like It's just the work that puts you in a different category. And something I noticed when you were talking about earlier with the networking, your network is your net worth. I didn't realize that till literally the podcast, and and like when I left on this trip, cause I was like, how am I gonna build a following? Oh, just by posting cool videos, and like people are gonna see them and like hop on board. But then I was like, no, I was sitting in a random fucking park, and I, I was flying a drone in Indiana, like bumfuck nowhere. And this dude walks up, he's like, hey man, I got a drone too. And so we just started talking, and he's like, oh, like do you uh, do videos or something? And I was like, hey, I like have this thing, and I told him my story. He's like, bro, that's fucking awesome. And so we followed each other, we connected, I followed him back. And he left. And I remember sitting there for a second like an epiphany. And I was like, oh, this is how you like build something. And this is like even more organic because it was like actually person to person, which is like, rare these days. And I was like, wait, that was fucking cool. Like I actually connected with that person. Like now every time he sees my shit, he's going to remember this interaction, who I am and all this stuff. And I was like, holy shit. And so when I started doing podcasts, talking to people and just connecting and realizing that every single person has a story and so many people suffer internally because they just haven't been heard. They haven't like put themselves out there in a way where they feel authentic because Instagram, TikTok, it's all highlight reels, you know, and this is so different. So it's totally different. It's way harder to grow organically with this style of content, but it's something that I'm looking 30 years in the future. It's not something I'm trying to build overnight. And so there's no pressure for me. I just constantly do it. I pick up one or two people, an episode probably who follow, and that's plenty more than I need. And so people don't realize like, It's really just the work that you put in that sets you apart. There's nothing special about it. Like when I ask people, what's the secret? There's no fucking secret.
0: Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing too, is like, kind of like you said, like Instagram is your highlight reel. Instagram is, we post on Instagram because we want to show other people our final product, kind of what we just talked about. Like we don't, most of the time people don't post the behind the scenes and the failures and the obstacles that it took to get there. They just post the final product. So I think we need to touch on that too, is because everybody like, There's two reasons that people start something. Number one is because they want to like, you know, boost themselves, show the glory, show the fame, or two, they want to do it because they actually see, like you just said, they see something for themselves in 20, 30 years down the road. So when I first started my clothing brand, like I had goals for the future, but like I didn't know what I was going to be doing in five, 10, 20 years from there. Like all I knew at that time is I wanted to create a clothing brand and I knew that this was a start for me. And what do you know? Three years later, we got hit with a cease and desist from a large um, from a very large uh, whatever conglomerate uh, sportswear apparel company and we had to change our name and like it was either do or die at that point like either a I could change my name or b like we had to shut the entire brand down so you know to be wh- however old I was 19 at the time and sitting there like the baby that I just created for the last two three years like do I just stop everything and keep everybody just kind of at a waiting period like wondering what's going on or do I just try to adapt and overcome and figure out what's our next path like obviously this isn't it it might be so we so long story short we got hit with a cease and desist basically we had a trademark infringement on the word titanium so we could no longer move forward with the name titanium fitness so we had to switch and we adapted and overcame so i changed it and we shortened the word um, down to Fit. So it's T-I-T-A, which kept the titanium, you know, Tida. Um, and then we just added fit on the end. So nobody in the world has a name TidaFit. Like, it's, it's very unique. And that was the biggest thing for me. Um, so we kept the brand alive for, I would say, another year or so. And then we got to the point where we had so many people wanting to know where we got our clothing from. We opened up a section on our website called Wholesale. And this kind of goes back to the whole adapt and overcome. We realized that there is a major problem out there that a lot of people in the U.S., We're struggling to find manufacturing uh, because manufacturing is essentially, um, you know, something that's primarily done overseas. Like we don't do a ton of manufacturing in the U.S. for clothing. So most, I would say 80 to 90 percent of all manufacturing is done in either Pakistan, China, Bangladesh, Turkey, Vietnam, you know, the third world overseas countries. And my goal was to make this process so simple that anybody could create a clothing brand and because i know i struggle with it it took me six six months to a year to find a good manufacturer to pay for samples to get them you know shipped over to understand how shipping works internationally like there's so many moving pieces and moving parts that my goal is to just make it as simple as possible and so we pretty much went all full-scale manufacturing back in like 2019 and i it was easily the best move i've ever done like Holding inventory and you know getting sizes and doing everything for titanium was fun. But what we're doing now with Tidefit is is something else. It's it's absolutely unbelievable. Well with
1: titanium, it's it's really, really hard to scale that. Unless you, you gotta buy a warehouse or you gotta rent out a warehouse and like build up the inventory. But I do I remember, I remember when that happened. I can remember it like it was yesterday, actually. I don't know why. But I remember I was fucking heartbroken. I was so heartbroken for you. I was like well i was like no no. i was like no what are you talking about that that can't happen like there's no way i was like and i remember saying that i was like what the fuck is gonna happen like titanium fitness is just gonna like disappear like there's no way and when you rebranded t fit i remember i didn't know what to think because i was like t fit i was like so is it it's still titanium and i remember just being like oh i was like oh my god like what the fuck and i, I was heartbroken for you man
0: a lot of people were confused. I was confused. It was like a whole weekend where like we were literally dealing with lawyers from Oregon trying to figure out like, like, what do we do? Like, I don't even know. Like I'm just a kid trying to make, you know, make money, make a brand, make something for myself. And here we are like, you know, these people knocking at our door saying like, Hey, we're going to sue you if you don't stop doing what you're doing basically. And I mean, at that point, like we could have fought them, but there's no, I mean, they've got billions and billions of dollars. Like I had 20 bucks to my name. Like there's <laughs> no way I was going to do that. So. You know, we we adapted, we overcame, and now, like I said, looking back, it was probably the best thing that ever happened, like, at the end of the day, like, it sucked at the time, like, I mean, a lot of sleepless nights, like, oh my God, like, yeah. I spent you know, all this time, blood, sweat, tears, everything, and growing a brand and all these people, we've got 500 people at the time, like, what do I do, just tell everybody we're done, and, and we tried to make it work, and it just, it got to the point where it was too tough, and just, you know, going to college and playing college soccer, like you said, there's there's a time aspect, and we had to we had to switch and like I said it was the best thing we ever did doing manufacturing. So now flash forward we work with over three hundred different brands in the US um and you know it's been it's been it's been awesome to be honest with you. Yeah I wanna
1: talk about that transition, that little you're talking about adapt and overcome because what I'm starting to realize I'm still the very like baby like the small the beginning of this journey. And But I've, I've watched so much. And so I, I've learned a lot. Have, I haven't learned it through my experience yet, but I'm on that path right now. And I'm realizing when you build a brand, it rarely is what you started to be. Like you started as this, I want this. But when you realize like the things that happen and just whatever on the journey, you realize it's not quite how anything happens. Like Gymshark, the exact idea when he launched Gymshark is not exactly what happened. And, you know, you adapt, overcome like, you know, probably on a day-to-day basis and like there's no way at the beginning you like you started a fitness brand. It starts this thing. You're like, oh, I, like, like all these other people are doing. Like I can do this too. And then like a few months later, something happens, and then you go, okay, well actually, I like that. And like for me, I started a YouTube channel with a fucking iPhone talking about like self help or something. And a few months later, I was like, wait, I kind of like photography, and I started blasting into photography. Then I was like, I don't really even care about fitness anymore. I stopped doing fitness stuff, and I was like, okay, let me do videos. And then like podcasting just like happened one day. And now this is like my main thing. I've like gone all in on pocket. And I was like, what the fuck? This is not at all what I thought was going to happen.
0: <laughs> it's cool. It's cool to see. I mean, it's cool for me to see you and I've obviously followed your journey for so long now too. And just, you know, your evolution is awesome too. So just, just keep, keep overcoming like barriers are going to keep coming. Like for some reason, like, and I've just kind of came to this realization too, is like, as soon as you start, like, you know, you're on that bullish trend, like that trend where you're like, Oh my God, like things are starting to pick up. Like this is going good. Like, whether it's God or some other, you know, external force, whatever it is, like they're throwing something else at you. Like, Hey, here's this, try to like, let's see if you can maneuver it. Like, great. You pass that. Great. Here's something else. They throw it at you. And like, I, I think my, my biggest thing is like, people are always so scared to start and everybody comes to me and they're like message me and like, Hey, I want to start this brand. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, like what's the best place to start? Well, I know what my answer is every time it's start It's literally start. Like I don't care what you have to do to put your boots on the ground and start running but like that's where you have to that's what you have to do you have to start and like things are going to change a hundred times like you said like you never thought you'd be doing podcasting and talking to business owners and you know different influential people but like boom here you are you love it you're doing what you want to do and like you never know this is going to turn into a revenue stream or this is going to turn into something for you within the next two months a year five years and you're going to look back and be like damn like Sitting in my car, wherever you are, whatever state you're in right now, look back and be like, damn, like that was the start of everything for me. And like, I'm so blessed where I am right now.
1: Yeah, that's so that's that's one of the first things that when I started the podcast and I knew I wanted to be a van lifer, that's what I thought I wanted. And so I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to make this happen. And like, I kind of want to document it from the inception. So I started just like I made like a YouTube series and I was like, right now, if I left, I would be I couldn't do it. So I was like, let me just like set a date. And be like i'm gonna hit it's gonna happen i have to nail these little goals until then to make it possible like i can't leave right now I have, I have seats in my back seat i gotta rip those out i gotta make a bed i gotta get some extra money i gotta do these extra things i gotta make window covers and get window tinted and i was like so it's all just incremental steps and so I was, as the podcast started like that it was just like okay this week i'm gonna knock this out i'm gonna make a video about it and then in six weeks i'll have knocked out everything in between me and leaving and so the only thing left to do is leave And I was like, okay, so it's just dominoes. You just got to knock over the dominoes one at a time. And that's when I started to pick up on it. I was like, wow, this this is really it. You just have to like decide and just fucking go. And yeah, how you were talking about, you just got to like start and you never know. Like, I just thought like people knew a little bit more than I did. And like, you don't, you just, you just go.
0: And even the most successful leaders in the world or business owners in the world, like they don't know what the end goal is and they don't even know what the hell they're doing on a day-to-day basis most of the time. I would say they figure it out as it comes. And that's why you build teams. And that's why you build processes and, you know, automation strategies, because like no one person is going to be able to handle anything. Like there's going to be a point where like, whether the podcasting takes off or whether the NFTs takes off, like you're going to build a team and you're going to have people there to help you and support you and figure out, like, if you don't know how to do something, maybe somebody on your team will, or if somebody on your team doesn't know how to do something, who are they going to go to? They're going to go to you as the boss. Like that's just how everything works. So just keep doing what you're doing, keep doing, and anybody watching this, like start something and just evolve as it happens. And it, trust me, it's going to be amazing.
1: Here's something that I want to ask you, because for me, having looked back, the amount of fear I had going into it, even though it was like, what, what was there to be scared of? Like, I'm just going to get in my car. If it all failed, I could just come home. you know so like in my head, I just had this thing, like, it has to work, It has to work. And I, I think the hardest part of anything is like the very first domino. Every, everything after that you're already going, like your reality's changed. After you've knocked over that first domino, you're someone who starts things, you know? And I feel like that's like a mental switch because now if I was to look back at some of the things I've overcome on this journey, they're way bigger than what actually happened when I first left, but they're easier to deal with because of what I'm capable now.
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, you're What you're doing, like I said, is is far of what I think I would ever be able to do. So like I said, kudos to you and just going out there and doing something that you know you had a goal to do. You're traveling around. You're trying to figure out where you want to be, what you want to do. And I mean, you're killing it along the way. I mean, you're learning. I bet you're learning more now in these last – how long have you been on the road? Four months. I bet you learn more in these four months about yourself and about what you want to do more than your entire life.
1: One, like literally it's, it's fucking, it's a joke how much I've learned in four months. Like I can't even believe it. Like the amount of growth I've had.
0: So that's my biggest thing. So I actually, I moved out, I was, I was born and raised in Michigan for, you know, 22 years of my life. And then I just moved out to Massachusetts last year in September, um, for just different opportunities to move out here, see how everything is. I wanted to get away from the hometown and and grow as a person internally, externally with my business. And I mean, the business is literally 10 X since I've moved, which I don't know if that tells you anything, but just being able to be like I mean, a lot of people have a philosophy, something called like monk mode, basically where you lock yourself away, kind of what you're doing, right? You, you lock yourself. It's you versus you at the yeah. end of the day, you're looking in the mirror and you're the only one that can change anything in your life. Um, you have external forces that are always pressing on you and pushing you and, and pushing you back most of the time. There's not a ton of them pushing you forward. And I think you probably noticed that too. There's Like take, take a look at the news. Like everything you see on the news, in my opinion, is negative. Like I don't even watch the news anymore because it's all negative. Those are forces pushing you back. There's nothing that's really there that's ever pushing you forward other than maybe a small circle of friends. And that's who you need to stick with. But I just think me moving out here and you going on that trip, that's something that just opens you into a new dimension of like creativity and like productivity and like figuring it out. And just doing everything that you know you're capable of and really just doing it like at the end of the day like like we said just starting just fucking doing it and that that's it
1: it's a symbolic thing you know it's a symbolic gesture i think that makes your internal like subconscious just be like okay let's just go because like for me it was just getting in a car traveling the world just doing some of the things i wanted to do for you it was moving to boston for someone else it might be like getting a job going to the military like but it is that thing that you got to do and like once you do it you just, you you are different. You're always changed after that. Like it's, and it's, it gets to the point where you like crave something that makes you evolve because you know, you're one, you're capable and it's going to work until you realize the best shit happens when you're uncomfortable and you go through something. And for me, I had to force myself to go and do it because there was nothing keeping me from not doing what I was doing forever. Like I was working a job, living at home, making a lot of money, like a lot of money, and I was like, dude, I have nothing pushing me out of my comfort zone. And I was waiting for something to do that. Like someone to just say, oh, just do it. And I was like, man, fuck, fuck it. So I got hand tattoos because I was like, okay, that's an extra obstacle I got to overcome. Now I can't just walk into any job and just nail it because I got fucking finger tattoos. Like it's right there. And I was like, okay, so if I if I can push myself into a corner, force myself to act, you know, get in a car now, where am I going to sleep? Now I got to figure it out. And like making those obstacles up in my head, literally forces you to react, especially if you grow up as a trust fund baby or something and you got nothing holding you back from just doing your thing. I'm like, fuck dude, that might be the best thing you could do is throwing yourself in a situation that's completely unnecessary for the sole goal of saying, what am I able to accomplish here? What can I do?
0: Yeah, I agree, man.
1: I have a question for um the rebuild. So when you, when you switch over from titanium to fit. Did you, and how long after Tida Fit did you switch over from being just a fitness clothing brand into manufacturing? How long was that?
0: I think we, that was probably like early 2018. I would say by the end of 2018, because we had like two or three launches. They were successful. They, you know, um I would say probably like the end of 2018 is kind of when we went full scale, all manufacturing at that point with Tida Fit. And we kind of, so it's still, it's still tie to fit company LLC, but we basically branded it to tie to fit manufacturing. So okay. that's when we changed the website over. We changed the Instagram handles over the Facebook. Um, and then just, you know, I just started building processes like, Hey, okay. So now that we have this, like, what do we need to do? Like, how do we need to go? How are we going to get clients for this? It's like started running Google ads. Those started doing well. Um, just started doing outreach the same way that I would with the clothing brand, but now we're doing it on instead of a B2C level business to consumer. And now we're doing B2B business to business. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the difference of like personal versus commercial. So like, I think just being able to do like more in a shorter time, like literally I'm doing way less work and making way more money than I was doing the, the clothing brand. And it's just, I mean, we would be struggling, like struggling to make like a couple thousand dollars a month, like, and that'd be a great month for us. And now it's like, even with a couple of orders, we're already at a couple of thousand dollars a month. And I mean, I think the month of, what was it last month? So actually I think, I don't know. Yeah. July was our biggest month we ever had and we had like 65 orders for all bulk orders, which was nuts. So yeah, I mean, it's just been like, we're just, we're just pushing up from here. I mean, I'm very curious to see like how far we can take it to be honest.
1: Do you have any, did you have any mentors ever? Or is it just YouTube you experience?
0: Pretty much. Yeah. No, I never, I never really had, I never like paid for any mentors and never had any mentors. Like, of course I've talked to people, I've done podcasts online, Talked to different, you know, influential people, um, Talked to different business owners, you know, family, friends, but never really, never really like had like a full blown mentor that's, that was there like 24 seven, like bouncing ideas off of it. was just kind of like trial and error, like learn as you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, th- so it's titanium at all. Like, a? fitness company anymore. Like do you do you do any launches anymore is that totally last year, two years ago?
0: We're all manufacturing now. I I can't even technically post anything with the word titanium because of that season to sit. So it's all tie to fit mm-hmm. um, manufacturing. There's nothing in in a personal clothing anymore. It's all all manufacturing with other brands. It's so funny because I still I mean I just purchased these hats yeah. like literally like last week, Tie to fit manufacturing. Hell this yeah. is the first like thing that I've bought like for like myself for my brand and like I I sold like one of them just somebody was like hitting me up about a hat and now i'm just like dang like this is this is crazy like this i used to be like sending out orders and packaging orders and fulfilling orders at like you know midnight at my parents house in, in our loft <laughs> like and now i mean i've got my own apartment now like doing well and just ah it's it's nuts man it's crazy to see the evolution of it
1: talk to me about some of your habits like do you have any habits that you you got to do that you run through every day
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm doing like a crazy amount of emails every day now. Um, outreaches, I still do outreaches on a daily basis. Like last two weeks I took off. It was, I turned 23 last week. So I just kind of have been, you know, relaxing for the last two weeks just because like I said, the month of July was nuts. I mean, we, we did pretty well. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think habits just, I try to wake up early. I try to still get a workout in every day. Um, I think fitness is still, you know, huge in my life. It got me to where I am just trying to stay healthy, connecting with different people. My goal now is to really start connecting with like larger business owners. I want to get more into like the B2B at like a larger scale where instead of doing 50 and a hundred piece orders, we're doing, you know, thousand plus piece orders. Um, funny story, actually not to go on a tangent here, but I, I actually thought we were, uh, we were going to become like a multi-million dollar uh, manufacturing company a couple of months ago I had an opportunity um to do 500,000 t-shirts um for a company overseas what? and I went through the whole process and I, I thought it was all legit and everything I had lawyers look at it I had attorneys look at it family friends everybody and we thought it was legit and the, the total value was like a little over four million and um, and I thought it was all good all good to go and you know thank God. But we found out that the whole thing was like a big, huge scheme. It was a big fraud. And it was like a whole fraudulent, you know, I'm, I'm very conscious. Like I never take phone calls. I don't really connect with a ton of people that I like haven't already previously had a conversation with on Instagram. Like I'm, I'm very skeptical on like people to network with just because there are so many frauds out there. And my dad was, you know, in, in police. And, and I just understand how all of that works and there's so much fraud. And this was something that like literally looked so legit. And I thought, you know, I thought I was going to be a multimillionaire for a week. God like, damn, dude. <laughs> It was pretty nuts. Oh but I mean, God. that's, so those are the types of things that I'm like, okay, like, yeah, that was false and that was fake and that didn't work out. But like, it just showed me in my mind, like think bigger, like yeah. think way bigger. Like, okay. Think more than just a five, you know, 500 to a thousand dollar brand, like clothing deal. Like let's look into doing like 20, 50, a hundred thousand dollar deals. And like, that's where my mind is. That's where my goals are right now.
1: Damn, that is nuts, dude.
0: Yeah, it was wow. it was wild. It was wild.
1: Holy shit, that would have would you, would you have like retired if that happened? Or
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'll like ever really retire. Like I already was like searching up Ferrari 458s, but uh <laughs> you no. Know, I mean, I I my goal I think long long term is to eventually like continue growing this and then just start investing into real estate and having different properties and. Um, just, you know, not keeping all my eggs in one basket, just doing a ton of different investments. And I think that's my goal long-term.
1: Something that I've heard with, um, so there's like a new trend, but there's like two new trends. There's either you're a hustle bustle, you go, you go, you work, you work, you work. And then there's the people that say that's toxic and to not do anything and just be like, we'll just live like a dog or live like a, an animal. And I found like the answer is probably somewhere closer into the middle, probably depending on if you want something like that's something i talked about when my last podcast was like if you're a person who actually like wants a thing that's bigger wants a company wants a, a brand or whatever and you actually want that it's it is going to require that extra work it may not require 23 hours a day but like at least for a portion of time you are going to have to work than the average person because the average person does not want a brand they do not care or they they care but not have to do it and so i land more in the middle i'm like no they're it is going to require a certain amount of work for a certain amount of time. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on like the t- toxic hustle culture, people who are just like hustling and like just the, the whole industry as a whole.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think, I mean, I would almost consider myself a workaholic, but also at the same time, I kind of have, in my opinion of what I like to do and what I know that I need for my body is a great work-life balance. And I agree um, that I think you are going to be working harder than the average person because the average person is average. And if you want to excel yourself to the next level, you need to be better, if not better than better of the average. Mm -hmm. And I just think, you know, if if you're actually going to create a brand or a business or anything you're doing investing, like you need to put in the time, you need to do your research. And not, you know, not all the time, are you going to be doing what you need to be doing? Like, there's going to be a lot of waste of time. And that's just the fact of the matter. Like, I mean. I took losses and I I bought this clothing that I probably shouldn't have bought. And I invested into this. Like I almost got scammed into that deal out of $10,000. Like you're going to lose, you're going to take losses, but like you need to be doing your research to work harder than the average person. So, but with that being said, you also need to have time for yourself because if not, you're just going to run yourself into a wall. Like you need to be able to go out with friends and have a good time. And like, but then there's also nights where you're sitting in your room alone in the dark till two in the morning, three in the morning working on yourself, working on your business, working on your website, your Instagram, whatever it is. And that's the time that nobody sees, but you know, in the back of your head, that that's what you did. And that's what you need to do to grow. So I think having a good balance is key to all success, like being able to work harder than everybody else, but also being able to still, you know, party and have fun and do what you want to do to a certain extent. Like you're not going to go out every single weekend and go party and spend a ton of money on drinks and food. But also, I mean, I'm a big believer in like, Hey, the weekends, like Sure, like, maybe my Friday night I might go out, but then my Saturday, Sunday, I'm grinding. Like, I'm doing my work. Maybe on a, on a Monday I want to go grab some dinner, but, like, I'm coming home and I'm working on the brand again until midnight. Like yeah. So that that's kind of where I stand on
1: that. 100%. And I think people forget that, like, they waste more time. I think we forget, and we make excuses for ourselves because I do, we forget, like, how much time we, we truly waste on stupid shit. And, like, I don't even think that a lot of people are workaholics. I think they just, like, they don't spend six hours on TikTok they spend two. And then the four hours that they're not wasting time, they just choose to do their business stuff. And like other people will spend four five, six hours on Netflix, on Twitter and TikTok and like whatever, just wasting time. Uh, oh shit, hold on, what just happened? I just don't think, pe- I think people may be making more excuses than anything as to why they're not, they're not going and doing something. And once you start, you, you realize that it's, you just, you become a different person when you, when you like do that thing and for you it's probably been so long since that happened for you because you started that brand so long ago and for me it's like super fresh um so it's like crazy in my head and i'm like learning these things like every other day And you're probably so comfortable just navigating the realm of just everything in business and like do you do you crave like when something wrong happens do you crave it
0: i wouldn't even say that right now like i mean we still have things that come up on a daily basis that i'm like are you fucking kidding me like this again <laughs> or, or like really like this is what's going on like you just got to navigate those waters like you said. So I don't think I wouldn't even consider myself comfortable cuz like you never know what's going to happen. Like always expect the unexpected. Just in in business like so many things can go wrong at any second of the day. And like as a business owner, like you have to be there to fix that problem or else your whole business could get ruined or shut down. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still grinding I would say as much as I am now as I was you know, 4 or 5 years ago, if not more. And I think that just because I see the success now and I see like what we've already done like I just want to have every month better than my last. And I take it month by month. Like we have long-term goals. Like, I mean, so I had a goal originally, like when we started in January, and like we we were like tripled that already. And I'm just like, wow, like, great. Now it's time to have a next goal. Like, what's my next goal? Like, what can I do this month that was better than last month? Like, how can I reach more people? Who can I reach out to? And, and like I said, I mean, the month of July was something that, I mean, we, our month of July was probably three or four times better than any month we've ever had and the month that we had before that was my goal so it's like now we've pushed to this new level we're just we're we're continually breaking new levels and that's where you know you just have to keep adapting and figuring out like okay like this is where we are now we're making more money we're also spending more money so now you need to evaluate that it's like as more money comes in more problems come in like as more problems come in like do you have enough processes like you just got to be able to balance everything and like I actually just wrote a blog post yesterday on my website about like scaling a brand and specifically a clothing brand. And it talked about, you know, not scaling too fast because that's something that I see a lot of people do. And a lot of people fail at like every single day I see somebody fail because they scale too fast. And I tell everybody like, you need to scale to a point where you're comfortable, where you're uncomfortable, but where you're not uncomfortable, where you can't basically like handle what you're dealing with. So like, people will scale so much where they're bringing in like so many orders and like they can't even fill it for like three weeks. Like that's not going to continue because those people are not going to order again. Same thing. I mean, it's just, just the moral of the story is like, you have to scale within reason. I think yeah. at the end of the day,
1: talk to me about the mentality of, cause I brought this up with, with this guy named Easton in a past podcast. Like, is there a point where you say like, all right, I, I'm, <sighs> i'm done like this is it like I, I just won everything's automated i win is there a point like for someone like mark cuban he's got billions of dollars like, why even bother making more money at that point like what is like what's the long-term vision for you
0: yeah i'll be honest like I, I think if you look at a guy like mark cuban or any of the sharks on shark tank like i don't think a lot of those guys of course they're fucking you know in it for the money but at the end of the day i don't think they really are i think they're in it because like you know, obviously as you get money, it becomes power and greed and things like that. So they may have a little bit of that in them, but I think a lot of those guys now, they have so much money, like they could go buy anything they want. Like they don't have to worry about, you know, filling their gas tank every week or buying food for the family. Or I think now it's just, they're at right to the point where they have influence and they have power to do essentially anything they want in business. Mm-hmm. And they have the knowledge behind it because they've already done it. They've proven their concepts, they've proven what they know, they've proven themselves. So I mean, I think in terms of myself, like I'm not at that point yet at all. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still in the growth stages in my opinion. Like I'm still in the beginning, the way that I look at it. Like even if I'm 30 years old, I'm still doing what I'm doing now. Like at just a bigger scale, I'm still going to be in the growth stages until, like I said, something else comes along or something I want to grow in. And I really want to get into more investing in real estate. And Like I think having TideFit kind of running automated and eventually I want to hire a full staff to help me out with it. And like having this do you know, my goal would be like 100K a month. If I could have this getting, you know, 100K a month where I'm even making a couple of grand a month doing it and I'm paying different people to help me run it as passive income, that's my goal right now. And that would be nuts.
1: What are some of the things you would do if, if you were to fully free up your time, fully 100% passive, you got someone covering everything for you, you only got, like, the only thing you need is a phone call every now and then to, like, say the thumbs up on something. What are you spending the extra time on? Are you spending more time with your family, or are you spending more time going on other business ventures that you want to do because you have the means to?
0: I mean, probably like like we just talked about, like a work life balance. I mean, obviously you have to reward yourself. So I'd love to travel. Like I, I've I've traveled a good amount for my age, I would say, and you know, thankfully to my family and taking us on trips when we were younger and things like that. But I'd love to kind of give back to them and go on trips with them and take them to cool exotic places. Like that's always been a goal of mine. Like Thailand, Bali. I want to go to Europe really bad obviously with our you know political climate right now i'm a little bit scared to do a lot of things overseas just want to wait and see kind of what happens but and also i want to make more money like i'm in the stages right now where i i can't be taking those trips i I need to be like kind of buckled down and grinding for myself and what i want you know what i want to achieve but yeah just getting into other areas like i know we talked about before this call nfts and crypto and you know different investments like that's really where i see myself going into within the next you know even year to two years just starting to dive more into avenues of of wealth, generational wealth is what I want to look for.
1: You know, it's crazy. I think some of the things that separate a business owner or like a a person just in general from someone who's maybe just like a naysayer is like how how able are you to not even just adapt but like accept new things that are happening. Like for example, uh like our parents probably before our parents probably mainly because like the internet had just become a thing, you know, 20 or 30 years whatever and um when you first started putting in like your debit card information on Amazon. That was probably a big step. A lot of people are probably like, I don't know, that seems pretty sketch. And for us now, it's like, hey, just download a MetaMask wallet. Throw it, like, you know, make a decentralized wallet. And we're all like, decentralized wallet? Like I could lose all my money. I don't have a bank. Like, What if I mess up the transaction? Well, you lose all your money. Like that's the, that's the separation between centralization and decentralization. And like, it's so crazy that we're the ones now experiencing that. And the ones who are willing to accept it, like people like Gary Vee, who said, look, this is the next thing it's going to happen so you might as well hop on board you know and for those people like are you someone who's like that where you just you hear about something and you go i don't know about that but i guess i should probably research it it'll probably happen you know it sounds like you are because with nfts you're like ready to hop on board you're not even sure what's going on you're just like all right fuck i I better i better hop in on this instead of just saying like nah
0: yeah when you see opportunities you have to you have to get on board or else you're going to miss it that's the way i look at it like you know how many people are probably kicking themselves in the ass right now when either a they had bitcoin back when it was you know two hundred dollars even even five dollars you know a bitcoin or you know i looking back on it i mean i wish i would have done more like just opening my mind like even five years ago just seeing like what's out there for myself like i mean obviously i was just starting everything but like i know there's just some things that i turned down that i'm like oh no that's that's never gonna happen and, yeah. and, it, and what do you know now they've happened yeah so i think Seeing that and failing at that and realizing like, hey, like that actually did happen. I think my mind is way more clear. And that's why I'm already in crypto. I've been in crypto for a little over a year now, maybe even a year and a half. Um, Same thing. NFTs are starting to really pop off. I've noticed them for a couple of months. I've just kind of been laying low, figuring out like, hey, what's going on? Doing research on it like you've been. And just I think yeah, when you see an opportunity like what we talked about before this call, we're so young. This is the time of our lives to take risks. We're not going to take risks when we're you know, 60, 70 years old. because unfortunately you don't have a ton of time to live at, the, at that point you know what i mean yeah. so we're so young we're like if we do lose all of our money if, like we can make that up in a very short amount of time with everything going on in our world
1: and people, people forget how long that a year is you know like a year is a fucking long time it's a really long time
0: yeah i mean i i moved to massachusetts uh next week one year ago and i feel like i've been here for a decent <laughs> amount of time like yeah. and i've gotten so much done since i moved here and i'm just like wow like I, I've only been here for a year. Like, I mean, and, and we did, all, you know, we did X this year. Like, what can we do next year? Like, this is going to be insane. So I, I'm very excited for it. And, yeah, just, just hopping on any new opportunity that I can.
1: Yeah. How, how big do you think the, the self-awareness factor is? Because I don't know Gary B. talks about that. He's like, everything is self-awareness. You've got to know where you're at, who you are kind of thing. And, like, you have to do everything it takes to figure who out, like, to figure that out. And, like, that's that was one of, like, the driving forces of why I went on this trip because I was like, I don't know anything need anything by anything i don't know what i like i don't know if i actually like that or if it's because my friend likes it or i saw on the internet and like how 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 big are you on like self-awareness and figuring yourself out
0: yeah i mean i'm not a big uh i'm not a very big book guy a big reader guy i know there's a lot of self-awareness books out there i've read honestly one of the only books i think i've ever read was gary v's crushing it book which i thought was phenomenal i just for some reason when i sit down and go read a book like i just my mind starts going to another place and I start drifting. I've tried many times, like sit down and like pinpoint a book that you can't do it. I'm more of like a visual kind of like, you know, listening to YouTube videos and watching podcast or listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos and just taking everything in and just kind of structuring it into like my own mind and figuring out like, Hey, this is what I just listened to, or this is what I just watched. Like, how can I process that and take one bit or one nugget and put it into my life? So, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, self awareness is huge. I think I'm at a very good self awareness point in my life, the best I've ever had it, probably just because the business is doing well. I moved out here on my own. Like, I'm not going to say, like, there aren't dark times and there aren't times that I'm like, hey, this isn't really what I want. Everybody has that and it's natural and it's okay to have that. But I just think where I'm at right now is, is a good spot. And I'm just, I'm so excited to learn more and do more in the next couple of years.
1: Hell yeah, man. And like, that's the big thing. Hey, you just said it's like the, it's not even just the awareness. It's like the acceptance of who you are and say, you know what? I'm just not a book guy. I don't care. Like, I just, I'm not a book guy. And like, I can't make myself be a book guy if that's just not who I am. And like being like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, I don't have to be a book guy. You know, just because someone said I should, or someone said I have to read Rich Dad Poor Dad to understand business. It's like, well, that's not true. Like anyone who's like a driving force, a pioneer in anything knows that like, that's not, that's not a thing. You, you figure it out for yourself and you rebrand it, remold it for what you want it to be.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest, like, uh, like, not to knock on anybody, but I've, I've talked to a a decent amount of people now over the last couple of years on Instagram, doing podcasts, or just talking to people. And there's so many, there's so many people and individuals out there that are like, Hey, like, I've watched all these business videos. I've read all these books, like, I'm finally ready to start. I'm like, Oh, now you're ready to start. Like, I started two years ago. like, now you're ready. Like, okay, like, glad you got all that under you. Like, what did you learn? And like, people are just like, right. like, Like, what, like, what did you learn? Like, Well, I learned way more actually doing it and failing and being successful and failing and being successful than you did reading books about other people and their life and their successes and their challenges but like the only reason that those people were successful is because they did it and then they made the book like they didn't make the book and then do it you know what I mean so I think everybody that's out there that's trying to like start a brand or even just find themselves and become self-aware like you just have to do it like like do stuff and then you'll figure it out
1: yeah damn god dude your story is so fucking crazy i just i still can't believe like like you like now seeing you you got a fucking beard you got a mustache you got like you're living in this place i just remember like when you like you looked, like we both looked so fucking young in 2016 and like we were just trying to like grow big biceps and and god it's nuts seeing that bro
0: yeah i mean i'll be honest like i mean i haven't gotten out of the fitness community like i i pretty much stop posting everything fitness. Like I don't really post other yeah. than a you know a picture here and there. That's kinda all I do. I don't I don't I really I think this year I've only posted like a handful of times on Instagram. Just kinda laying low, you yeah. know, working on myself, working on the business. And I, I just don't feel a need to like post everything twenty four seven like I used to. I used to have to be on Instagram literally twenty four seven in order to make sales and mm. connect with people. And now it's just like I, I, I kinda as opportunities come, you know, I engage in them. I see them. I go for them but a lot has changed. A lot has yeah. changed. You've seen it. I've seen it with you. You've seen it with me. We see it with everybody else. And it's just that's that's the way life works.
1: Yeah, you just gotta keep going. You know, that's all. You just gotta keep moving. Like keep moving. even if you're not moving forward. It's like, well, it's, you gotta keep your steps going. And uh, what was I gonna say? Um, if you can create like a really good, and this comes with like more and more self awareness as you grow as a person, but like if you can create the separation between like why you're posting, what you need to get out of this post. And, like, who you are as a person, where you draw your self-esteem from. It's, like, really, really important because I'm posting pretty consistently. But that's only because I just want to, like, get it out there, like, for my own brand or whatever. But, like, I don't give a fuck if it gets 40 likes or 400 likes. It does not matter to me. And, like, I think that's, like, almost, like, the most important thing right now with, with social media. It's, like, it really, it doesn't matter, you know. Like, it really matters about those thousand, you know, even 500 people who really, really fuck with your stuff. Rather than you getting one viral TikTok, getting three hundred thousand followers, but only a hundred of them actually, actually like were affected by that post, you know?
0: Yeah. No, and that that brings <laughs> up a funny point because I tell everybody this too. It's like, even back when I was having, you know, the ambassadors on our team. We'll say you, for example, I don't remember how many followers you had, but we'll say you had a thousand followers, right? Like you probably sold more than somebody with thirty thousand followers just because you were more engaged and you had. A better like rapport with all of your followers versus like what looked to be the guy that had more. I mean, we had a couple people on our team, and you probably remember that had like 200, 300,000 followers, and like yeah. they didn't sell a damn thing. Like, why? Because really? they were engaged, they, I mean, followers, in my opinion, literally mean nothing, like they yeah. literally mean nothing other than clout. And clout can go so far, right? Clout can work, but it is. It blew my mind back in the day. I mean, the, the guy with the lowest amount of followers, like, was the one that was selling the most. Dude, it
1: was it was fucking Colin, right? Wasn't uh he was like huge. I remember you guys were collabing. He was like he was growing really quick, but he was selling like fucking a ridiculous amount of, of titanium stuff.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, the reason he did better than everybody is he just hustled. He messaged like a hundred to two hundred people a day and he sold the product. Like he sold sure. it. And, you know, he was a great help and he was a huge help to the brand. We kinda you know, we parted ways and he did his own thing for a while, which was awesome. Proud of him for doing that. And, you know, like I said, evolving, like he's like, we don't really collab on anything now. Like we did back then, but same thing. I talk to people now that I didn't talk to back then. It's just, it's the evolution of the game, the evolution of who we are as people and and the brands that we create.
1: Tell me about as a, as like a business owner CEO, like at what point do you draw the line or not draw the line, but like at what point, do you give up on something because it's not really worth like the roi like at what point do you say okay we tried we tried to make this work it's just not working let's let it go like at what point do you do that
0: yeah here's a good example like i mean as an entrepreneur back then like i tried to start different brands and like they failed i tried to get into the drop shipping space and i had a brand i was i had a wash business and i I remember that yeah i mean and it was cool i mean we made a couple hundred bucks maybe a couple thousand bucks on it but like We were throwing out so much money for like advertising and it just, it wasn't something that worked with me and the ROI wasn't there. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. My time is better somewhere else. Why am I wasting all this time doing this dropshipping business? I don't even like a dropshipping model. I don't like the way it is. I don't like just having some company fulfill your products. Like you don't touch the products. You don't see the products. All you're doing is marketing it. So I, I think you really need to, you know, dive in and figure out where your time is best used and then go all in. Yeah. Um, whether that's, you know, two different things, three different things, one thing doesn't matter. Some people will say like, Hey, like you can't, you can't grow two businesses at the same time. Like, that's not true. I fucking had a marketing business and we were pulling in two to three K a month in the marketing business doing two to three K a month in tight of fit. And like, we were making a decent amount of money. Yeah. Like, so I don't, I mean, if I would have put all my time in a Tide of fit, would we have done better? Maybe, but I had a good balance between the two. So. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says, like, everybody's gonna be different, have their own values. You need to do what you need to do at the end of the day. Like, if you think that you can put all your time into one thing and be successful, do it. If you think that you need to break up your time into two different things and you're gonna become more successful with that, then do it. Nobody's gonna yeah. tell you differently.
1: And that's the thing, you guys, you gotta dabble, you gotta play in the sand, you know? And that's how it is with everything. That's how it's with me with NFTs right now. I'm buying stuff and I'm like, look, that would be great if it blew up and I thousand my an NFT, but like I don't give a fuck. Like I'm just dabbling. I'm playing the sand. I want to learn. For me, I can't learn unless I try it. I can't know for sure because I'm like, well, there's that one percent chance of someone who did that and it did work. So I'm like, well, I gotta know. And so how you're saying, you gotta dabble. You gotta try it. You gotta see if it works. See if you like it. You don't know until you try it. You know, it's all just speculation in your head and you're pondering and pondering and pondering and pondering, and that pondering pretty much gets you nowhere. But man, I mean, it sounds like it's it's all just action. It's all just doing things, trying things, networking. At what point do you take the money you're making? I mean everyone always says invest reinvest in your business, but like at what at what point do you start to hire out other people? Because that's something I have worried about for like the future if this scales in, in whatever sense. Like at what point do you bring on someone and pay them like a salary or whatever?
0: Yeah. So I have somebody right now, um, that we're we're kind of in the in the trial phases of of doing that. I had somebody doing like outreach and I was paying them. In my opinion, I'm like a big like performance kind of guy, so like if you work hard, like I'll pay you. Like if you don't work hard, I'm not going to pay you. And that's kind of the way that I look at everything. That's the way that I was raised. That's the way that every business I've ever worked in has been. And I don't know, it's just tough. It's like for me, that's that's probably one of the toughest parts that I'm like struggling with right now because I don't want to say like, "Hey, I can bring somebody on and pay him X amount of dollars" cuz like what if we have like a couple of great months, but then a couple of months like where like I'm either losing or breaking even. It's like it's a lot of money, you know it's a lot of overhead, a lot of upkeep. I think there's a time and a place where it makes sense, and I'm still trying to figure that out as well. Mm-hmm. Um I like doing everything on a contract basis, like I've hired plenty of people on contracts, like hey, like for two months, for three months, this is what I need you to do. Here's the money that you're gonna make if you do well, if you do over what you're supposed to do, we'll probably give you a bonus like i'm I think I'm very generous on the payouts, like in terms of like if you do well, like you will make more money, and that's kind of the way that I work so I don't know. It's tough. It's, I think it, it, there's a time and a place for it. And that's, I'm I'm just trying to figure that out too.
1: Do you have anything that helps you cope? Like, I, I can't, I just can't imagine like being in your shoes at 20, 23, right? Is there there things that like, what are the things that help you cope when shit just sucks and you have like three months in a row where you're just like L after L after L and you're like, fuck. Uh,
0: the gym, dude, honestly, the gym's like huge. Like, I mean, you know how it is. Like, if you're having a rough day, like you get in there, throw some weights around like throw off that mental steam. Like I feel just like rejuvenated after that. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't know, doing things that you like to do, like taking a break from it, coming back to it. That's just like everything. Like I wasn't a big fan of school. Like, I mean, I finished, I got my degree from the university of Michigan. I love it. It's hanging on my wall in there. It's, it's amazing. I'm so happy I finished mm-hmm. not for the degree portion, but just for the fact, like I fucking did that. I did that shit. Like I finished yeah. it. Like <laughs> And I don't know, man. It's it's tough. Like when when you're when you're at a low, like you have to do everything you can to get yourself out of the trenches and get back up. Because like you've seen it in the past, you know what you can do. Like, just get the fuck up and do it. You know? So yeah, it's it's a tough question to answer because like it, you know, it happens, it happens to the best of us, and you just can't get down to yourself. You just have to pick yourself up and try to get out of the trench. Yeah.
1: Do you um right now, are you are you looking at anyone for inspiration or for like just help on stuff, or is it like, do you, are you on like YouTube? Are there certain people you watch that you recommend for other people maybe who have a business or want to start a business?
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, so I'm YouTube right now for me is is kind of just like an entertainment channel, I would say, but an entertainment that kind of mixes with business. So like, hopefully it's a good one. I follow Christian Guzman. I think his journey is incredible. What he's done yeah. is like probably far beyond anybody I've ever seen. Like, dude, the the, the guy's work ethic is nuts. And, and specifically a couple of the videos if anybody wants to go watch them uh christian guzman on it on youtube instagram he's the owner of alpha lead athletics they're creating this alpha land down in texas and he would be on phone calls at two and three four in the morning with his designers from overseas and like i think that shit just like fired me up i'm like damn like like he's doing that at that time like and i'm sleeping like what am i doing (laughs) you know what i mean i'm like yeah like if he can do that like why can't i do that so i literally started doing that man like i started like getting up at two, three in the morning and like just working and like, so, so productive at those hours. Like, I don't yeah. know why, I don't know if it's just something in my brain that I'm just like, okay, like if somebody else is doing it, and I'm not doing it. Like they're better than me. Like I need to get to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow max tuning. Um, he's okay. one of his buddies. He, yeah. He, you know, owner of sour strips. I mean, what he's done with a candy brand in the last year oh. is like, dude, I mean, he's a quirky, a goofy dude. Like I met him at the Arnold, like talked to him for a couple of minutes, followed him throughout his whole journey. Like What he's done with Sour Strips and the candy brand in the last year is, like, unheard of. Like, I mean, over 500,000, 5 million bags of candy, whatever it is. I mean, dude, they're doing million-dollar months right now. Like, what the hell?
1: I have no idea what happened. I remember when he launched that, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, because I remember, because I was like, it was always funny, because Christian's, like, the main guy, and he's got Shali, he's got Max, and it seemed like it was, like, a pyramid tier. It was just, like, Christian's at the top, everyone else is under him. And, bro, when Max launched the Sour Strips, I, I bought a couple... And I was like, yo, this shit's actually really good. And then I saw pictures like signed with Target. And I went to a gas station and there's sour strips. And I was like, oh my God, like this is crazy.
0: And so like, I I like those because they actually talk about a lot of like business, but like in a very relaxed, comforting kind of manner. Like, it's not like, I mean, look at Max, dude. He's not, he's a business guy, you know, like internally, but like externally, he's a goofy wacky, like he keeps it real, man. Like, Hey, this is my cost. Like I spend this money. Like, and that's kind of how I am with business too. Like it doesn't have to be so like, hey, strict numbers, like boom, 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 boom. Like, let it let it come how it comes. Nobody's nobody knows what the hell we're doing. We're figuring it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. And with with Christian, the reason his channel is probably something that everyone trying to do business should watch because he really doesn't sugarcoat anything. He's he just has a guy, Nabil. Usually, when it's like when it's like in the trenches, he's just like, look, just fucking film me doing whatever I'm doing, and like that's all it is. Like you see him struggling, you see him just like in the office. Literally, like the most classic pitch black room with a screen, and he's just sitting there for hours, and he's just grinding. He's like, "I'm not sure, coding anything. I'm not telling you. Got to do this." He's like, "This is just what I'm doing, and here's some of the results I've gotten. It's pretty nuts, Alpha Land. What the fuck? Like, who does that? You know, like that is crazy. And when you watch people who are like, like just blowing past, like just anything that's ever happened, and just maintaining their composure and just fighting through shit, and he doesn't. He's a shirt coat. He talks about it all the time. Like." If not every video, every few videos, he sits down with the camera at the end of the video and he's like, all right, guys, here's what's been happening. Here's some things to struggle with and you just got to keep going. Have you, have you thought about doing that?
0: Dude, I'll be honest with you. So I thought about like picking up a camera and like starting to do like a type of thing like that, but I don't know, man. Like I, I really was close to doing it. I recorded a couple of videos, but I just think where I'm at right now, like that's not my direction. That's not my focus. Like, mm-hmm. So maybe I will one day, but as of right now, I just, I don't think I have the time for it. Like, could I make the time? Probably. But what we're doing right now has been pretty, and and so my business is a little bit different. I'm not really dealing with like people anymore. I'm kind of dealing with businesses. So that's pretty much why I've like backed off the posting and backed off a lot of stuff that I used to do. Um, But you never know. You never know what happens. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, even for you, like you don't even need to post like vlog style, anything like for you, you have so much shit up here. That's valuable that you could just put a camera like you have right now just like your phone or your laptop and just start being like yo so this thing happened here's how i navigated through it 10 minute rant don't even have to edit it and you just click upload like that's something that i told george to do because he's got a bunch of shit up here that's just really valuable and like for me that's the that's my biggest form i'm like i just have some experience with some things that other people don't have experience with most of my value comes from my head and the things have happened And like, I don't like to vlog. I hate, I actually hate vlogging with a passion. It's the worst thing ever for me. It takes away from the experience. I'm like sitting here like, oh, look at this mountain. But I'm like, I would never fucking say that if I didn't have a camera in my face, you know?
0: But but it's also like, if you think about everybody that vlogs, like they all said the same thing. They're all like, dude, when I first started, like it was the most awkward, terrible, terrifying, (laughs) everything. But now look at them. They're like, it's just their life. They're comfortable with it. This is what I do. If you don't like it. Fuck off!
1: Like (laughs) yeah, and well, they tried it. That's the thing. Like for me, I tried it. I just didn't. I didn't like the vlog style. So I will. I do like making videos, but for me, I, I know at least for me, I can't say I don't know what it's like. I don't know if I want to do it because like I tried it. I I didn't regret it. I know what I learned, and I picked some stuff up. And literally, like a week ago or two weeks ago, I filmed a podcast. I was like, you know what, I'm going all in podcasts. I'm done with videos. I'm pretty much just gonna close that chapter. And I just filmed two YouTube videos. Like yesterday and I was like oh all right, never mind <laughs> I just changed my mind and uh I just don't I just don't care if like the ramifications of anything and that, that comes from just trial and error realizing that the trial and error is all that it is and it's the experiences and the things you learn and how you were saying like when you take a big L or you take a big dub just don't give too much attention to that and just keep going with what you know what you're doing and just fucking like grinding I mean I feel like we've we've covered some good shit um is there any uh things you want to talk about or anything that? You wanted to mention about business that maybe we haven't talked about already.
0: Jeez, man. No, we did hit a lot of topics right there. I mean, I think that's real solid. Like the biggest tips, like I said, just starting, figuring out what your passion is and going for it, trying different avenues. You're going to fail. You're going to succeed. You're going to try to do different things. They're not going to work out. Maybe they will work out. Yeah. I mean, sharing your journey, documenting your journey, documenting behind the scenes. That's the biggest thing. I I think that's what helped me so much growing titanium and mm-hmm. fit. But Yeah. I mean, that's kind of all I have, man. I definitely appreciate you having me on the podcast and I wish nothing but success for you. I know you're going to do great things, bro. So literally just keep doing what you're doing and you're going to have so many little gems fall in your lap. It's going to be incredible.
1: Thank you, man. Yeah. I I appreciate everything you're saying. Again, your shit is so fucking nuts. I just, I remember when it was in 2016, it was so crazy and like, oh my God, I just, it was really good talking to you. And honestly, I'll be coming to uh, I don't know when in the next like six months to a year I'll be coming to New Jersey to do a podcast with this guy, um, and I have to go to him in Jersey because he's having a studio there, and so I'll probably hit you up around there. Maybe we can do, uh, I don't I don't know whatever, and I'll just hang out with you, see you whatever. Yeah, uh, man, but,
0: Welcome to come up here anytime. We can, uh, you know, come up to Boston area, come to Cape Cod, and and we'll, we'll... yeah.
1: I was just in the cape actually that I think about it. I could have probably seen you if I had known. <laughs> I didn't think about it. But um, anyways, hey, thanks for coming on. Uh this is Mike Smith, CEO, owner of Tita Fit, once titanium fitness company. Crazy, crazy journey. Follow him. I'll uh, I'll leave all your like links and descriptions or whatever in the description. Um, is there any shout outs you want to give or any last last thoughts or
0: no, give us both a follow. Follow the the podcast, Joyage, and everything. Looking at NFTs, crypto, business. If anybody needs clothing, let me know and let's oh, get yeah.
1: it. I'll probably hit you up about that at some point. I do want to have some shirts. I don't know. Maybe some beanies. I've no idea. <laughs> but sure. Anyways, bro. All right. Peace guys.